Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. You're listening to Dr. Takesha Jackson-Rudd, also known as Dr. TK, the CEO of the Branding for Abundance brand. This is a podcast that inspires mental health clinicians to brand their mindset, career, and lifestyle for abundance. I am a clinical psychologist, college professor, and psych brandologist. I work with dynamic clinicians from all over the world to assess their business, lifestyle goals, and prescribe branding tools to help them scale their professional resume and produce awesome content, products, and services for their clients. My goal is to empower clinicians to make a great income while making a global impact. Welcome back. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and psych brandologist. So today's podcast episode, I actually wanted to take it back a few years and I wanted to share some awesome information about what it was like for me to find my first therapy private practice office. And so if you are a mental health clinician um, or you are looking toward opening up your private practice, um, I would highly encourage you to get a pen and paper out because as I walk you through my experience of even how I am in the current office that I'm in today, which is wonderful, um, I want you to pick up on some of the more so mistakes that I made along the way. However, I did not um, think that they were mistakes because clearly I did not know what I was doing. Um, I did not have a business coach. I did not have anyone to really guide me on how to open up the doors to my private practice. I just simply did what most clinicians do, which is I want to open a private practice. I need to find an office to sublet. I need to figure out if I can afford it. And even if I don't really know my true numbers because I don't even have clients yet, I'm going to open up the doors to my private practice anyway. So Back in 2012, um, I had the goal of opening up a private practice. Now, I knew back in 2000, what is it, three, when I was in my master's program that I wanted a private practice 
from me talking to a mentor that I had at the um, college that I was attending. And so from there, I would buy private practice workbooks. I would buy um, certain books that talked about the structure of a private practice, but it really didn't give me that hands-on experience that I definitely needed it at the time looking back to be able to have a thriving practice. And so um, when I decided to have my own private practice part-time while working at my nine to five, um, I said that I don't know where my private practice is going to be. However, I am going to go wherever my clients are. And I didn't even know where I was going to get clients from. So I started to solicit my information online through Facebook, um, Yellow Pages. And um, that's when I first started Psychology Today. And I had to put certain zip codes. So I literally pulled out the map and I said, okay, where did I used to live? Oh, okay, this part of Los Angeles. So I'm going to put that zip code. Where do I live right now? I'm going to put that zip code. And what area going east would I like to work on, work in if I had clients? I'm going to put that zip code. And what psychology today does is they pick up clients from those particular areas um, if they are looking for a therapist to match with us. So I received a phone call from a mother and she had had a transitional age youth child. He was 19 years of age. They were in West Los Angeles and she had said that he was suffering with anxiety and she wanted him to get treatment. So I'm like, cool, did a consultation with her, not him. That was one mistake because he is an adult, but she was also paying private pay. Now, because I really didn't know what I was doing, she had said that she had insurance that obviously I didn't take because I wasn't on any panels. So um, I told her that I have a sliding scale and we negotiated for a measly $45 an hour. I don't know what I was thinking, but nevertheless, I just wanted a client. I was hungry at the time. So I found an awesome office by the Beverly Center um, in West Los Angeles. It was an awesome area. The psychologist that actually had a three-suite office was generous enough to rent it out to me hourly um, versus her three-hour minimum um, slot charge. And so she saw that I was striving to open up my practice. So she gave me tips about, you know, go get a business license and things like that once I get up and running. So I saw maybe three to five clients over there. And then I recognized that over time, and they were all private pay. Some of them were actually $150. But I recognized over time that um, in order for me to really thrive in that particular area, because of the cost of rent, if I wanted more than the three hours, you know, for the slot, um, even though I know she was willing to negotiate with me, you know, week by week, um, I would really need to one, increase my rates and also get more clients on my caseload. And I had no clue how to do that because I was never taught about marketing. So um, after those clients pretty much dwindled away, I decided to look more east and I came across the actual city that I'm in now. It's called Cerritos. It's right on the border of Los Angeles County and Orange County, right by like Knoxbury Forum area. So um, the first office that I found, I went to take a look at it and it was, um, you know, pretty, um, you know, put together, not as, you know, delicious and luxurious as I would like my offices to be, but nevertheless, it was a place to start. So it was a very small interior office. Um, I didn't have to bring any furniture and I had one referral from a client there. And the cool part is it was other clinicians there as well. So they were more than willing to refer, especially adolescents or transi transitional age youth to me because they preferably saw adults. So 
that's how I started receiving a few of my clients. So this one first client that I saw, she was also 19 years old or no, she had just turned 18 years of age. I met with her and her mom and then I just met with her alone and they were private pay out of pocket as well. So um, her schedule changed and she said she can no longer come on Fridays. She can only come on Saturdays or no, I'm sorry, backwards. She can only come on Fridays and I used to see her on Saturday mornings. So the problem is the office that I was actually using was being utilized on the day that I needed to switch to. So I'm like, oh crap, I don't know where to go. So I contacted the manager of that particular office that I was using and she had informed me that the office right across the hallway in the same building had about six suites in there and she knows that they have openings. So I'm now ongoing my third office within one year. This is still 2012. So I, you know, just migrate over to the next hall. I end up finding a space. The cool part is in that office is that they had a play therapy room because at the time I wasn't really strict on what age group I was seeing. I just wanted to see everybody because I wanted a private practice. Wrong thing to do. Okay. And so um, I was seeing four-year-olds all the way up to, you know, adults, couples, and families, pretty much the whole shebang. And so everything worked out there well until about maybe a year and a half of thriving there. My caseload was full. I was enjoying my private practice, even started building my group practice there with interns. Um, Something came up when I showed up on a Wednesday evening to see a few clients. I noticed that I heard someone talking behind the door and it was another clinician that did not schedule to be in the office, nor did they put their name on the door. However, they were still utilizing the space. Now, being nice and not wanting to interrupt someone else's therapeutic process, I chose not to interrupt the session. I didn't know what time they started. I didn't know when they were going to wrap up. But all I know is that my client was actually sitting in the lobby. So the good part is I was working with a young lady. I explained to her what happened. I apologize. And we actually went outside, walked around and then sat on the stairs because the building was pretty empty at that time. Um, Now, the problem is that happened about three to four times in a row. Um, And one of the mistakes that I made in regards to my communication style is that I was not assertive to inform the person who owned the office that this was happening. I instead sent one email and then it wasn't fixed, or at least maybe he tried to fix it, but it wasn't fixed. And so I just took it as, you know what, maybe my time is up. Maybe I need to find my own space. So I wanted to do a slow integration, but again, now I'm on my fourth office. So within maybe the first two years of my practice, I've moved four times, not ideal, right? So now I'm in my fourth office, which is the office building that I'm in now, same floor. I just continue to expand and get bigger. And now I'm in a beautiful window office that has an awesome view of LA County and Orange County. So the first office was a small interior office, very similar to the one I started in at first, but you know, I can bring my own furniture. So started there can literally only fit a Uh, like a a couch that can fit three people and then a couch that can fit two people. That was pretty much it that went in there. No desk, nothing, maybe a lamp. Um, So I was there for maybe um, six months. And then during that transition time, I was also leaving the county and I did not want to be in a very small office. So then I moved into a larger interior office. And then a year later, after my lease was up, they finally had a window office and I loved it, moved in, redecorated my colors, my branding colors. And I really started to get my feet wet per se as to let me dive into really understanding the branding, um, the branding areas for my business. So that's when I finally started to um, fine tune the age group that I wanted to see, how I would get my clients, how would my clients stay for the course of their treatment? Who's paying me for services? How do I create a marketing funnel? 
All of those things were developed because I had finally became stable. And so the reason why I wanted to record this very short podcast episode is to help clinicians understand that when you are looking for an office space, these are some tips that you want to consider. How long would you like to work in that particular building or office space? Do they have room for you to grow, meaning on certain days with certain hours? Um, Does the area of your office actually have room for you to grow or scale your practice? Meaning, can you get referrals, new clients to actually get there? Um, For certain cities, are you near public transportation or near a freeway? I'm very close to a freeway. We can actually see the freeway off, um, you know, out of my window. I'm on the seventh floor. Um, And then what is your office surrounded by? My office is by high schools, um, malls, strip malls, 24-hour fitness, auto uh, auto strip, um, a lot of houses. And so I'm pretty much in the middle of a very small um, suburban area, okay? And so I took all of that in consideration when I chose to stay here. And I've been in this building that I'm in now for about five years. And so this building has grown on me. We have a kitchen. Um, Free parking is a big deal in LA County. We have a receptionist that comes with our rent that is in the front of the office. And it's about 80 satellite, um, I'm going to say virtual offices on the floor with different types of businesses. But that's also one of the beauties about being here is that I have referred my clients to lawyers, to um, CPAs, to um, different type of businesses. And some of them have also referred their clients to me when they need mental health services. And so make sure that you have at least your foundation set up where you actually have a place to conduct your therapy at and that you really look at it from a one year, five year and 10 year perspective. And if you cannot see yourself there, especially in one to two years, you definitely do not want to take the space. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I wanted to make it very brief. Um, I, I don't like to make my episodes beyond maybe 15 minutes unless I'm doing a workshop style. Um, But I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you are looking to really scale and brand your business, I would highly encourage you check out my Instagram page, Dr. TK Psych. I'll leave the details in the show notes below. Um, I'm also having a free masterclass on Monday, July 1st at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It will help clinicians understand how I was able to brand and build my practice from scratch um, to a six-figure mental health business. And I'm going to be giving away some awesome nuggets and tips, so you definitely do not want to miss it. Also, what's going to be starting on Monday, and I'm going to keep the cart open for another seven days, meaning the ability for other people to enroll is the Dope as Fuck Therapist Academy, which is a eight-week, 60-day academy that literally teaches you how to build up your private practice from the ground up, including documentation, mindset, social media, branding, and things like that. And so if you want more information about that program, please check out dopeaftherapist.com, and it will give you all the details and the breakdown for each module, along with an awesome, awesome payment plan um, that breaks your payments up into eight months for a And remember, every single thing that you do under the structure of your business, you can write it off on your taxes. So again, this is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and psych brandologist. Love you. Bye. 
Thank you so, so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. Remember, you've heard a lot of phenomenal information, so be sure to share this information with other clinicians. Be sure to leave a comment to let me know your takeaways. If you are not following me on Instagram, you can check me out at Dr. TK Psych, and you can also check out upcoming events on my website at drtk.com. Again, thank you for tuning in today. I definitely appreciate you, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.